Welcome to Before You Swipe, the online dating podcast where we read between the pickup lines. I'm Dr. Chris. And I'm Dr. Lauren. We're two sex educators and research nerds using apps to find playmates, partners, and some laughs. Each episode, we share profiles that make us curious and make us cringe. We bring our expertise and personal quirks as we overanalyze our first impressions. Join us for some snarky and sincere tips and traps. Welcome to another episode of Before You Swipe. I'm Dr. Lauren. And I'm Dr. Chris. And it is yet another story time, my friends. Yay, story time to wrap up season four. Woo-woo. All right, so this week, or this episode, we're going to be talking about the idea of passing through. So this was sparked by, uh, I recently had an experience on the Tinder where someone showed up and in their profile, they had all this information about their travel dates. So I actually saw their profile show up in my list before they were even in Seattle. I'm not entirely sure how people do that, but this person had very strategically posted the exact dates they'd be in town, uh, kind of gave some insight, not much detail, but insight into why they were passing through. Uh, And they basically just said they were looking for folks to, you know, spend a little bit of time with. So not necessarily clear, was it a hookup? Was it just an adventure buddy, someone kind of showing you around? little bit of companionship. My memory is that it was an open-ended thing. Uh, I did swipe right on this person and we had a back and forth for a while. And, you know, it was, it's fun to think about for me. So my approach to these kinds of connections, and this was something I did when I first moved to Seattle, uh, was often just seeking out some adventure buddies with no thought that it would necessarily be for dating because you're new to a town and it's hard to meet people when you're in your thirties and forties. And so I feel a lot of affection for people who are traveling through in this way. I think if they were really hardline, just looking for a hookup, I'd need to be in the mood for that. (laughs) Um, But for folks who are like, yeah, I'm passing through and I'm going to be here for like five days. That's kind of a long time to be in a town and not have any contacts and, um, you know, want to be able to have some fun experience and some companionship. So uh, we did talk back and forth at the time. My life got a little wild, so I just wasn't able to meet up. But um, we had we had talked about, you know, there were a couple parks I was recommending and another um, some favorite bars and things like that that I offered this person to check out. And they were like, oh, well, you want to, you know, meet up and take me to one. And I had my life allowed. Um, I definitely would have done that. And so it just kind of led me to want to introduce this idea of people using apps uh, when they're passing through. And so what do we think about this idea? And do we have any recommendations, considerations, things we want to raise for our friends? So what are, what are your experiences with this notion of passing through, Chris? Well, I, I mean, I, I did have a similar situation with this one woman who was passing through here now that like you're talking about this and it, it was sort of a similar idea where she says, oh, I'm going to be here for, you know, two days. And uh, but they didn't present themselves as passing through. Right. It was just one of those cases where I saw the profile. I swiped right. It was a match. And so it was like, oh, hi, I'm just actually it, you know, at um, a conference or a business trip. I don't remember what it was. And uh, and I'm actually leaving tomorrow. So I guess they had it up for a little while. I don't, I, you know, that kind of thing. And so I was like, oh, well, bummer. Um, do, you, do you come through often? 
And she said, yes. And then I was like, well then, you know, hit me up next time you're in the area. And we texted for a couple of days and then it just stopped and she did not hit me up when <laughs> she came back here. So that was sort of like, again, that was this, I mean, that can happen with any kind of correspondence, but it was the same idea, right? Where it was this sort of like a, oh, well I did. But again, they didn't disclose that they were spending half their time uh, or like they're spending just like a little bit, a few days here. In their profile, yeah. So that was a little annoying, but not horribly so. Like I wasn't devastated, but I was like, well, really? Like, yeah. you know. And I will say when I was in Ireland and I chose to go on the app and uh, be there, uh, I did put in a little disclaimer, like of the window that I was in Dublin. I didn't actually, you know, I think I maybe matched with a couple of people, but I didn't correspond with anyone while I was there. But I do think mm. there's some sort of a, a kind of ethic um, or a, like a, a thing to be thinking about when we are passing through places and choose to turn the app on and um, having a whole different layer of transparency in those moments seems to me seems important so that people can make those choices. If they're, if someone else knows they're looking for something more substantial and wouldn't want that quick connection, like just save everyone the energy. Um, yeah. So that someone can swipe left. Right. Yes. So again, it's, it's back to that classic. It's just another great example of asking people, please, like when you're making a dating profile, just tell people what you're looking for. And some of the, dating apps are now having prompts for that. So like in the same places that you can put like your gender and your astrological sign and things like sometimes they'll say, what are you looking for? And uh, that is a place that you could highlight, you know, a short term something and maybe underneath because you can edit these things, right? It's not hard. You can say, oh, just passing through or like update your, um, your profile description to say, I'm in this town for this amount of time. And it's, yeah. you know, again, you're just letting people know what you're looking for from that perspective. And then, right. Yeah. Are you looking for a tour guide? Are you looking for a one night stand? Do you not want to leave your hotel room? Do you want to leave your hotel room? Like what is, <laughs> yeah. what is, oh the man, I can imagine a very fun profile invitation of like, I've got a really nice hotel room. Want to see it? <laughs> right. <laughs> So yes, be enticing. Um, yeah, I mean, I I fully support people using the apps in these ways. I really do think it's it's a convenient way to try to connect with people. I mean, you can just as easily go and hang out in a bar and probably end up talking to someone if you really want to. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, with pandemic times, stuff is a little tricky about going and sitting and doing those kinds of meetups. Um, yeah. And so I just, I encourage, you know, I think all of us need companionship and a sense of belonging and connection. And so if uh, creating opportunities for folks who are passing through to make those connections feels really lovely. I actually wish the apps would have a mechanism to support that, like more, even more pronounced. Like I would definitely be someone, because especially in a lot of ways, you know, post living in Chicago more dominantly, my time in Chicago is very short and it's really focused. And so the, the window where I might hang out with someone would be really small. And so I would yeah. love to have a way to like click that switch for when I'm in Chicago. And so that the people in Chicago would see my app slightly differently than, than folks in Seattle do. But yeah. And I, I don't know for a fact, but I, I wouldn't be, there's a, there's dating apps for all, like so many niches. And I wonder if, that is a niche one. And then I'm putting my heteronormative lens on for yeah. whatever reason. I think 
like dating apps are already pretty male dominated. And I, I, my gut says that that would make it that that would be an even more male, like the gender ratios would be pretty off and male dominant on the passing through app. And I could be 1 million percent wrong. And I like it when I'm wrong. So <laughs> I'd be okay with that. What, so what do you see as the significance of go of if that were the case, just being aware of that or? Yeah, just, I guess being, I was thinking about it actually from a business model standpoint that it might not be as successful. Like it might not actually be as successful a business model as some of these other uh, focused apps, uh, whether it's relationship type or person type types of apps. I feel like Tinder has been profiling. I I have not actually engaged with this function, but I think they've been profiling or playing around with um, some options where it can be like, almost like activity groups or something and everyone's clicking on it who's in a similar mindset or whatever and then you're seeing more of those people's profiles so there was one that I saw go through that was like are you looking to go out dancing tonight or something to that effect and I could click on it and then I would be in a community of swiping with other people who want to go dancing tonight and so I wonder if there's actually something more on along those lines so it doesn't have to necessarily be passing through but um you know, just looking to have a companion to go do the thing. Yes. And so that, yeah, I like that idea. So I I don't know if this is the one you were thinking of, but I did just actually today see that Bumble has something like that. So you can, you can search people or you can search quote unquote hives. Um, And then, right. Which is, that's, I mean, I get it with the bumbles and the bees, but hives is a, there's other things that are hives and that's, you don't want to look at. But necessarily, but at any rate, so, so of course I, I, I hit the, the one for karaoke because it was a karaoke hive and I don't know if, but then it said your, your membership or something is pending. So, because what it looked like is that people can choose, like you, I could have created a hive, right? But I, instead of creating a karaoke hive, I searched for karaoke and there was a couple of options for karaoke hives. So I guess this person could then look at my profile and decide if I'm like in their in-group then. Huh. So we can- That's fascinating. And is that a feature of, do you think the BFF function or? No, I was, I switched it over to the dating function and then saw the hives. So curious. How interesting. You'll have to post it on this. Yeah. It's, it's like meetup meshes with Bumble. Yeah. Okay. And I forget that meetup exists. Sorry, meetup. Right. <laughs> yes. So that's uh, so that's where, like, you know, I am curious, and so you know, in season five, I should be able to report back uh, to see what happened. But that's another, um, yeah, that feature of like, and I like the idea then of having maybe the pass through be sort of activity focused. Yeah. That sounds really fun. Well, and I can see, like, I mean, for me as someone who has moved a lot and really fell in love with Seattle. And I'm also in love with Chicago, you know, geographic polyamory is real. (laughs) Um, I feel a lot of pride in these places. And I, I am someone who loves to kind of tour guide a bit, you know, I think it's really fun to meet new people and show them, show them the things that you think make, make your, one of your homes magical. Um, 
And so, yeah, it'd be kind of interesting. I'm like, if I were on Bumble, which I am not right now, but if I were, maybe mm-hmm. I would create a, like, let's be tour guides in our own town kind of a hive or something, you know? Yeah. You show me your Seattle, I'll show you mine. That kind of stuff. There you go. Right. That would be good. And I did, I had a, a few dates with a person who spent, who traveled a lot for work. Um, and so he was half the time here and half the time um, in Alberta. And uh, that, you know, and again, on his profile, he definitely said, I spend, 50, you know, 50% of my time, you know, in each of these two cities. And so we spent some time together while he was on this part, of, in this part of Canada. And then we texted a little bit back and forth when he was in the other part of Canada and then it just fizzled, right? Like it just stopped. And so it's difficult, right? To start that kind of moment, you know, keep that momentum unless you're really deliberate about what's happening. Um, And, you know, if he had stayed in Toronto longer, would the dynamic have been different? I don't know. I can't say. There wasn't huge sparks, but I don't think we hated each other by the end of the second date either. Right. So, you know, who knows? Well, and I think this is, this is where the, you know, for those of us who live in multiple places and are, are in, you know, it's inconsistent. It is really wild to try to maintain ties. Any, anywho. Yeah. I can see that's hard. And I, so I think that is even more reason to be transparent. If you're a person who's passing through, lives in multiple places, all of that, because it, it's not for everyone to try to connect with someone who is not around consistently. And so I think we should be really clear as people who live in multiple places and, you know, including as much as, as we're willing to upfront to, to help people make sense of our, our lives are slightly atypical. Right. And those are big conversations to have when you're just starting to meet somebody and date somebody. Right. So I've also had, uh, you know, long distance relationships And that's a whole other, but that's, you know, like that kind of conversation and navigation and negotiation doesn't necessarily happen after, I mean, for some people it might, but it, you know, like, but it usually doesn't happen after the first date or the second date for passing through or whatever. Um, And, you know, you want to be communicative about things and you also don't want to be like, you know, whoa Nelly, right? Like, on yeah, now, now we're talking about a, a monogamous and I, so I realized as I was talking about this, I'm of course thinking through my relationship anarchy, you know, ethical non-monogamous approach to relationships. So I'm like, yeah. oh, now really I'm assuming anyone I'm connected to is dating other people, doing other things, having other deep, intimate relationships, and I'm not filling that for them. So right. it's a really different kind of expectation than if you're a monogamous person who's looking to find yeah, that would work related. I don't know how that, I'm going to go ahead and say, I have no idea how that would work for monogamous yeah. people. Maybe it and just I was monogamous through. during the long distance relationship thing. And, but again, that was in an established relationship. So it was Precisely. a very different yeah. scenario. Yeah. Um, I have not done right. This a passing through kind of thing. Well, that's not entirely true. I do have a person that is passing through person. Um, and it's yes, and we do have that conversation um, about yeah, like where we are with each other and what that that is, and we both know there's other humans in each other's lives, and yeah, yeah, and like how you rely on each other, how you count. I mean, there's just so many things when we're talking about these al- alternative, if you will, I, uh, relationship structures and dynamics. That there's a lot of conversations. I mean, you should have them in more conventional looking relationships too. But, yeah. um, but no one's a mind reader. <laughs> um, yes. 
but yeah, you know, with good conversation, people can find the common ground that's there or figure out more quickly if there isn't any. Um, yeah. And yeah. it is, it's fun to have those people when you go to, I mean, just like friends from out of town, like friends from out of town or when you travel and you go up, you know, go to see somebody. Right. So like, Oh, when I go to Seattle, I get to see you. I get to see a couple other friends that mean a, a lot to me. Like it's just that sort of idea of then when you go to a, a place or when they, you know, there's just a friendly face or a friendly body or whatever that relationship is, yeah. right? Like that you can see when you, you're passing through. And yes, I do think there's that lovely sentiment behind that and the potential there. But again, it requires a lot of conversation when you might not have that practice as a dynamic in an online dating app. So it's hard in the beginning. Yeah. And I think, again, if you have that transparently embedded in, in your profile. I do think it's tricky. I'm like, oh, so in theory, when I bounce between places, I almost need two different profiles, which is kind of funny to imagine like, oh, when I'm here, I would change it to like, I could save it in the notes function in my phone. And right. Fourth or something. Uh, but anyway, I, yeah, I do yeah. think, you know, that, that notion of what can you try to signal to people so that you don't match with someone who's then going to be like oh wait this is absolutely not right not what i'm looking for yeah. yeah and after the first or the one date as you're passing through if you're like i would like to see you again the next time i'm here which and might if be that's true months. right and if, if it's but then yeah right which might be in three months and that's okay but then either say you know what's a good way to keep it you know how should we yeah. try to stay yeah. in touch or yeah. If the person, you know, is like, well, no, thank you. I don't know. Like there's just that, I mean, it's, it's hard. I think it's yeah. just acknowledging it's hard. And so expressing what you might like and then trying to figure out how to make that work. And it's, it might be a lot of energy for not a lot of like one face-to-face -face contact or yeah. three-dimensional contact, whatever. Who knows? Everyone's got to find their edges and what they're looking for. I mean, you, yeah. Yeah. Funny. So weird. Life is weird. Yes. <laughs> Yes, but that well, is a real thing in online dating apps. I guess that's what, that's what the moral of our story is passing through is a common phenomenon in dating apps and it's complicated. And, and we think it's a reasonable way to use them with transparency and good communication as always. Yes. And so with that, that's our uh, conversation on passing through. Thanks yep. for listening. Uh, and again, if you have something you'd like to share with us for us to overanalyze or overthink about, uh, including themes for story time. We've got stories about lots of different things. So if there's yes. something you wanna, you're like, I wonder what Chris and Lauren have experienced around blah, please feel free to send those things in uh, to our Gmail, to our Facebook, to our Instagram. You can find us at all of those using uh, before you swipe. So the letter B, the number four, the letter U, swipe uh, at Gmail and all the things. <laughs> yes. So uh, that wraps up our season four. We will see you in season five. Woo Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Before You Swipe. If you want to send us your thoughts or a profile you'd like us to overanalyze, please email us at beforeyouswipe at gmail.com. That's the letter B, number four, letter U, swipe at gmail. Or find us on Facebook at Before You Swipe. Thanks to Hamid Khalid 786 on Pixabay for our fabulous funky beats.